two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Uh, yeah, Mark, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe we, once again, we, we struck a nerve, we started um, vibrating on the cosmic plane. The gods must have been like either super stoked that we're talking about the Trojan War or they're super pissed because we had a crazy thunderstorm last night. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we went to bed at my usual time, whatever, and yeah, it was like it was like 2, 2.30, Um just, just crazy lightning, uh, doing the whole like kind of strobe effect through the, um, through the like uh, uh, light out curtains. That's what they are. I can't. You can tell. You can tell. I'm like foggy because I didn't get a good night's sleep. I was like, what are words? <laughs> blackout curtains. Blackout curtains. Blackout curtains. Okay, I was like, what doing? are you talking oh about? God. Lightout curtains. I have no. Yeah, blackout curtains. Um, so yeah, there was that, and of course, like crazy um, thunder with all that as well. Uh, and, and so yeah, I all that is to say, um, I know sometimes here on the Two Wizards podcast, I can get a little scatterbrained, and I think I'm just going to be that much more so because, again, either Zeus was really happy or Zeus was really pissed that here's this, here's these, these like, well, I'm a, I guess a full blood barbarian. You're like a half barbarian, <laughs> dudes. Yeah, three thousand years later, talking about this, uh, it's an epic poem here. But what you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna say welcome back to the Two Wizards podcast. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And yes, I think we are. I mean, I, I know we both had a lot of fun uh, doing our dive with part one. Uh, where we covered, you know, all of the events leading up to the war, and and we, we even got to see some of the initial fighting happening, and uh, and we are continuing that, uh, picking up, you know, a couple books into the Iliad, uh, and then continuing on from there. And as is very important, uh, we need to refill our wizard's mugs. Uh, Mark, what are you drinking this time around? Uh, going back to my home brew, I didn't name it, just the Irish Red Ale. But yeah, I got another another one. Yeah, of these. I was I was also thinking about that too because it is it's some sort of red ale, Irish red ale, and I was thinking like you know maybe we could call this the red bearded menelaus or something like that. Menelaus, <laughs> Menelaus, <laughs> Menelaus the Red. Something. I mean that, that could be kind of a cute thing. Um, <laughs> sailing the red ale dark sea, even though that's more in the Odyssey, but it, it kind of works. Uh, red ale fingered dawn stretched out over. <laughs> you can tell I was, as I was lying awake, not being able to sleep last night. I was coming up with these Homeric epithet puns. Uh, but uh, sadly, I uh, quaffed all of mine, and I had some help from the Mrs. Wizard. So I am going back to one of my standbys, good old Lone River Ranch Water. Um, starting off with original. Right so. On, so uh he here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. You know, that one tastes better. Mm. Huh. Right. Not like drastically different, but it's a little bit Yeah, just a little. It tastes a little more red ale y, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. 
Well, and even that, like even it's amazing the difference of even just like a few extra days uh, to condition, to, to kind of age, to settle. Because, um, yeah, I think I was talking about in like all the way back in our homebrewing episode, this this mead that I made and oh, mead takes yeah. a little longer. It, you know, that takes a little longer. It's like minimum, you know, maybe like three months. And uh, so, yeah, I tried it three months as soon as I could. And it was like way too harsh and bitter. And then I waited a full year and tried another bottle. And it's like, damn, now this stuff is really good. So, I mean, I don't know if it works on a faster time scale for, for beer or if, I don't know, maybe just this was a better bottle. But um, but good, man. Good. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, we are provisioned. Uh, we're, we're set out here. We're... Sing, O oh, Muse, a song of recap. Yes. See, yeah. Single Muse, a song of what happened last last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So so we're out. So we're uh, on Troy. We've been there nine years. Uh, no real change in in uh, the the fighting. Achilles is doing his thing. He's raiding up and down uh, the eastern Mediterranean. There, getting all sorts of plunder, uh, amassing all this fortune. Agamemnon gets a war bride. But she's the daughter of a priest of Apollo, and a plague breaks out. So he gives her back up. He takes, in return, one of Achilles' prisoners of war, Briseis. And so Achilles decides to sit this out. He says, like, all right, screw you guys. I'm taking my toys, and I'm just going to sit and pout. He goes and pouts, and then he calls his mom. And then he says, Mommy, I need help. And she goes, okay, I'll go talk to your uncle. Whatever Zeus is to Achilles. Yeah, Yeah, some relation. Yeah, assuming all the gods are, like, tangentially related. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Achilles says, I want the Greeks to realize how bad they screwed up. I don't want them to lose, but I want them to really, to really yeah, have really a suffer. bad day of it. And that happens, and they're getting, yeah, the, the Trojans kind of sally forth, and they're wrecking people. And then Hector and Agamemnon kind of decide, like, okay, look, like, this is this has gone on way too long. Let's just, like, wrap this thing up. Let's get the two fighters that really this entire thing centers around menelaus who had his wife helen stolen by paris and they try to go mano a mano paris this little fuck boy as we've established uh <laughs> is like imminently about to get his shit kicked in uh and who other swoops in to save him but silly aphrodite uh and she takes him back up to his bedroom where Helen's waiting and they proceed to make out. And uh, who is the Trojan guy who uh, Athena whispered to shoot an arrow or throw a javelin? Um, yeah, shoot an arrow at uh, Menelaus, break the truce. Right. Because, right. again, again, they're doing a stylized battle to the death. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight with, like... Okay, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's one-on-one... This is cool. So everybody takes a break. They sit down. They watch what's happening. They watch the battle. And then the truce is broken. And we've been edging for nine years. And oh, buddy, hell's a coming. Coming. Yes. Coming. Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, okay, so for maybe the listeners at home who are, who are playing along or trying to keep along, about what book are we? Uh, here into the Iliad because we because we left off about what like four right yeah I'm picking up at book five so that this, okay, yeah, this first day of battle yeah we're gonna call it uh Diomedes big day 
Yeah, exactly. Because that's because yeah. that that is it. So up until this point, yeah, the the this this character that that really gets a magnifying gl- glass on him, gets his own like shining moment. Uh, yeah, like we haven't really heard about him before. This Di- Diomedes guy, Diomedes. Who 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 is this dude? Uh, but then he just like goes off, and he he has uh, what what we would call an Aristea. Like he just goes Super Saiyan, pretty much. Yeah, can you talk about Aristea just a little bit? Yeah, so uh, Aristea comes from uh, this word uh, Araristos, uh, which means like excellence or best, and it is like this is just this is like where where a mortal some, sometimes they get imbued with like the 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 spirits. They're they're not like. Um, they're not possessed by a god, but like a god or a goddess, like breathes like just extra strength, extra courage, extra vigor, speed, whatever, and they just like go crazy, um, and it turns into like a Dynasty Warriors game where they're just like blowing through dudes and uh, nigh unstoppable. So so much so that like this mortal having an Aristea moment. Uh, can even like contend with the gods themselves, kind of. You know what? It's the the power star in Mario. Yeah, oh, that, that's also gleaming. great. Mm-hmm. You are glowing with the power of the gods. You are yeah. achieving greatness in this field. Yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Yeah. No, no. I was just gonna say. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Like you, you, you get a power star. You've collected the seven chaos emeralds and uh, fifty rings. You you go supersonic. You yeah go kind of. Dragon Ball Z, um, Super Saiyan, or or maybe a Ko Ken times you know three. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. But also, yeah. and, and I also kind of appreciate this too. This this might be a little more niche. Um, in the Total War video game series, uh, this this came out was it twenty ten? I think it was like right during COVID world or like right as COVID world started. They they came out with Troy Total War where. Oh, cool. And 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 I appreciate this. I know it was kind of controversial, where the sort of like main game mode is they call the truth behind the myth. So it's like it's like kind of realistic, but then also like okay, like you can recruit a like Cyclops warrior, um, and it's a big hulking dude who's wearing an elephant skull as a helmet. Oh, and neat. And like will like throw a boulder as his like power up, and then like the centaurs are these like yeah like horsemen from uh, from like Thrace or, or what have you. So like they 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 kind of do the like wink wink nudge nudge look at this. But also in that game, uh, your your sort of like general uh, character when when he fights in battle long enough, he builds up rage points. And you can click a button, and he gets an Aristea, and yeah, get, like it's overpowered. Uh, his like strength increases. He starts like uh, healing up lost hit points, and yeah, it is. If it sounds kind of video gamey, it's because it is kind of video gamey, right? Like these dudes like get powered up uh, after they kill people. They like loot their corpses, so it's like, oh, cool! I got like a uh, yeah, like yeah, like the spear of Achilles or whatever. Um, so it is. It, it, it it's kind of like video gamey where. There's these dudes fighting mostly one on one. They get their power ups. Uh, they 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 see what sort of like item drops that they can get from the enemies. So 
yeah, I think that's also just kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I think it's super cool. I like the way they do it, especially with like what we're going to talk about a lot tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Just the taking of the armor, and it's like, you know, it's I guess it must be nice to be Achilles, who's just you know doing pay to play. But yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> I lost he, my yeah, mythic he... item. Eh, fuck yeah, exactly. Like. Right. Well, and this is also fast forwarding way ahead. Because yeah, then then when he loses all of his gear, he says, "Mom, can you bring your credit card?" And she yeah, just like loads him back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in the meantime, though, so um, the morning of combat, Athena and Ares are on the beach. Athena is there for Greece as always. Ares mm-hmm. is there for Troy. I like the diametrically opposed war gods here. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yep. Precisely. Because they are both war gods, but, like, in different ways, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Beach Athena um, chooses uh, Diomedes as her champion and horns him up with an Areste, or, or, or an Aristea, sorry. He yeah. fights and kills uh, Phagius by spearing him below the nip- nipple. Drink. We're going to play a game here. I made a point. Oh, yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. somebody below the nipple. Yep. Um... This is quoting from book five of the Iliad. He rushed across the plain like a winter torrent that had burst the barrier in full flood. No dikes, no walls of fruitful vineyards can embank when it is swollen with rain from heaven. But in a moment it comes tearing down onward and lays many a field waste that many strong man has reclaimed. Even so, the dense phalanxes of the Trojans were driven in by rout by the son of Tydeus, and though many there were, they dared not abide his onslaught. He is horned up for fucking mayhem. Yeah, um, ex- yeah, yeah, about as much as you can be. Yeah, he is divinely horned up for mayhem. <laughs> yeah, he gets shot by the Trojan Pandarus. And then he prays to Athena, who... This is also very Pokemon-y to me, because the gods just, like, oh, yeah. return uh-huh. their guys to their Pokeballs. Like, Paris, you, Paris return! Now let's heal you! You know, <laughs> Pandarus, return! Oh, no, you can't return. You're dead. You fainted. Okay. But, like, so, um, Athena goes and heals him up and says, you're good to go, pats him on the ass. And she also gives him the ability to see through the glamour of the gods and says, if you see another god on the battlefield... Mess it up, but if you see Aphrodite, super cut that bitch. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he then does battle and kills Astinos above the nipple. Drink. Drink. And then according to the Iliad, it says that he then killed he killed Astinos above the nipple and then stabbed his the shepherd of his people. I don't know if that's a priest, I don't know what that is, but he killed another guy. Mm. He then pursued Abbas and Polydus, the sons of the reader of dreams, Eurydimus. And again, according to the Iliad, they never came back to him for to read any more of their dreams. That's, goddamn. That's really good, yep. Xanthus and Thune, the two sons of Phaenops, were then killed. He came for the sons of Priam, Echidemon, and Chromius. They were both in one chariot. They were each taking turns. Um, again, to quote from the Iliad, he sprang upon them as a lion fastens on the neck of some cow when its herd is feeding in the coppice. And then he ran back into his buddy Pandarus and speared him through the fucking mouth. With his hurled spear, Minerva guided it onto Pandarus's nose near the eye. It went crashing in among his white teeth. The bronze point cut through the roof to his tongue, or to the root of his tongue, coming out under his chin, and his glistening armor rang rattling around him as he fell heavily to the ground. 
Oh, that's cool. Oh my God, God, that's so awesome. That is sorry, so like, awesome. I don't mean to be so horned up for mayhem, but I am horned. Up. This is the most horned up for mayhem I've gotten in three years of two wizards. It's like literally just the like the battle rages yeah. on me, and I'm just reading about it. Um, he then uses rock throw on the prince Aeneas. It's super effective. <laughs> Super effective, um, yep. But then his mom, Aphrodite, <laughs> totally goes Aeneas return. Um, yep, and as yep. she's doing that, Diomedes sees mm-hmm. that it is Aphrodite because, again, he has the glamour of the gods removed from his eyes. And he runs up and stabs her in the wrist. And she runs yeah. away crying. And I love, again, the parallel of, like, you know, Paris got hurt a little bit by Menelaus and he had to be run away or, you know, he got to be whisked away crying by his mom and then mm-hmm. or by his girlfriend. And I guess that's kind of his girlfriend, right? His chosen goddess. Oh, yeah. 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 And then same thing. She runs up Olympus and she's hurting. And um, Apollo makes fun of her daughter of Zeus. Leave war and battle alone. Can you not be more contented with beguiling silly women? If you meddle with fighting, you will get what will make you shudder at the very name of war. Uh, then Apollo runs down and rescues Aeneas. And then Di- mm-hmm. Diomedes attacks Apollo. And he keeps trying to kill him. And Apollo is like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Until he gets mad and flies away. And so then instead he stabs Ares in the stomach and he runs away. He's he's insane. By the end of the day, he ended up killing 12 of the main Trojans. But Homer does not list how many scrubs he killed. Diomedes, big day out, man. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah. The, uh, <laughs> he, uh, there's also yeah, like a, a couple things just to just to repeat here, uh, or, or maybe linger a little bit on. Like, yes, the Olympian gods are immortal, but that doesn't mean that they can't get hurt. And and I I love that too. That idea that yes, they're super powerful. They could s- squash any mortal uh, without even thinking about it. And yet they yeah, you can. Like get him in the wrist or or stab him in in the stomach, and then they still need to like go back into their poke balls, which is Mount Olympus, the poke center, I guess, and uh, reheal back up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. It's just so neat. It's all, and it's just so like I okay. So yeah, we're doing the Trojan War here, and yeah, it's mytho history, and we're talking about the gods intervening as if it, if it's fact. But at this point, you know it. May as well be. Um, so he kills a lot of people. We should talk about what the Greeks thought happened to you when you died. Josh, where do we go when we die? Why is what happens to my body as a Bronze Age Greek man so goddamn important? <laughs> well, Mark, I mean that is that is a very that is a very profound question. It's something that you know we've we've wrestled with for millennia now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when, when you die, uh, it's, it's very important that, that you are given a proper burial. Uh, and we see that idea come up in, in all sorts of different Greek stories, um, in this tragedy Antigone, uh, by Sophocles. That's all about her, her, uh, uh, burying one of her brothers, even though the king, her uncle has, has outlawed it. And she says like, no bullshit. Like it is my duty to make sure that my family members are given a proper burial, because so, so yeah, the, you do the thing, you you get uh, uh, covered up, you have a libation poured, you I I forget which episode we we've talked about, but you get the coins either on your eyes or in your tongue to pay the ferryman Charon. Oh um, yeah, to, yeah. To uh, to uh, take you across the river Styx, and then you pass by Cerberus, 
uh, who lets everybody in but won't let you back out. And then you're judged. You're 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 judged on, on your merits um, by three uh, otherworldly kings. Uh, oh gosh, Radamanthus was one. Uh, is it Minos? I think Minos is one. And then the some judges of dude. hell. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's Remathus Minos, and then some other guy I'm forgetting at the moment. Um, and yeah, and 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 if you are judged to be worthy, then you go to the Elysium Fields, where it's uh, uh, summer constantly. Which I know, Mark, for you that'd be a personal hell. But <laughs> hey, I for like the Greeks, to imagine you know, it's like you know a nice balmy like 78 all the yeah. time, and I'm just walking. Yeah. And also, if I'm going to Greek heaven, I imagine I'm just kind of rolling around in a chiton everywhere I go, you know? So True, like, yeah. Balls yeah, much dangling, more breathable. walking through a wheat field, mm-hmm. tickling me, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe something like a like a, uh, like an Indian summer, you know, that, that period right before fall when it's really nice. You know, maybe something yeah. like that. Uh, Warm or in the day, you, cool at night, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, or if you're judged to be less uh, worthy, then yeah, you either uh, go down to Erebus, which is just darkness and horrible, uh, or if you're really, really bad, you get some like terrible, wicked punishment, uh, custom tailored for you, be it pushing a boulder up a hill uh, only to have it roll back down again, or be constantly hungry and thirsty, uh, but this fruit tree always swings out of your reach when you try to grab a pomegranate. Or this pool that you're standing in always like dips below when you reach down when when you bend down to to take a drink, um, but all that is to say that yes, the afterlife and the proper uh, uh, rights given to a body uh, of a recently deceased person is super important. Yeah, and it's we're about to talk about how important they're going to become. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Trojans are getting their asses beat. Um, this is not the turning point that Achilles had asked for. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. They're getting their asses whooped. Hector, the 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 prince of Troy, he runs to his mother Hecuba, and he says, "I got a plan. We're gonna bribe Athena, and we're gonna get her to help us out. So get all the treasure we got, and we're gonna take it to her temple and hope that we can persuade her to come fight on our behalf. And Athena goes, LOL, cool story, bro. But Hector doesn't know this. Um, there's a re- really weir- there's a weird scene where Hector goes and he sees his wife, uh, Andr- Andromache, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and his son. And um, his son is afraid of Hector and is, you know, big scary armor. And his wife like mm-hmm. goes, oh, no, look, it's just daddy and takes off his blood covered helmet and then Hector plays with his kid and um I had a thought here or, or yeah. I mean I'm sure that I'm not the only one I imagine a lot of people have this which side is worse to fight for Josh the Greeks or the Trojans so on the one hand you mm. have the invading force of the Greeks you've been away from home for 10 years um you've been away from home for so long that Troy is your new home away from home you might have a family you might right. have built a, yeah. a, a kind of like tent house thing in the tent house city you are slowly not being a Greek man anymore because you've been on Trojan soil for so long and you're so far away from home versus you're in Troy and it's literally the Looney Tunes, you know, Wiley e. Coyote and mm-hmm. the Roadrunner. They punch out right there at five. As soon as the sun sets, they, they go their separate ways. The Greeks back to their tent city, the Trojans back to the walls of Troy. 
and then you get to see your family. And I imagine in the beginning it was all right because it kind of gave you a reminder of what you were fighting for. And like this scene mm-hmm. with Hector and his boy, and he gets to yeah. see his son and kind of like that emboldens him a little bit. But it's also there for 10 years of this shit. You're surrounded by these people, and I cannot imagine the psychological burden that that has. Yeah, it... it um, and, and I think that... And I, and I think that's that, that, that gives this poem, yeah, one of its enduring qualities. Because, yeah, those are, those are ideas that we continue to wrestle with. And when war breaks out and at the, at the onset, it seems like, yeah, we have a purpose where we're doing this for a reason. We have an established list of goals. If it's, if we're defending our homeland, if you, you know, what have you. Uh, And then as the years just kind of wear on and on and on, and a lot of it just seems to be more and more pointless. Why are we still here? Yeah. Why, if, if it's the invading force or the expeditionary force, why are we still out here? You know? This is making a lot of sense. Um, all my comrades are dying. Or if you're the defenders and you're just getting worn down and you see your child and you're wondering what sort of world uh, he or she is going to grow up to grow up in. And yeah, I, as far as like uh, if I had to pick a side, which one I would be? I mean, I, I don't know. It's super tough. It's super tough. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can get weird. one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't know. I was working out thinking about it. It was like, and I yeah. would really think it'd be the Trojans just because, like, guys, the Greeks are right there. Can't we just go kill them? No, no, no. That'll just piss them off. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can I just stab him above the nipple? No, no. You'll just make him angry. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but, and, and, and yet, there does seem to be, I I I believe, especially in more modern reception, like when when sort of modern contemporary people read read um, the Iliad or engage with it, I I think a lot of people tend to side more with the Trojans because uh, like Hector is Hector's a great guy, you know, he's an amazing warrior, he's a family mm-hmm. man. He make a great king. He didn't ask for this conflict, but he's doing his duty and stepping up. And and and, and yes, these are some very famous lines. So I'm, I, I might I might kind of jump in. I don't know if you had this marked uh, as well, but uh, so yeah, this is from uh, uh, book six. You know, roughly you know lines uh, four eighty five to to five sixteen. But as yes, Hector puts on his gear of war and he freaks out his son and he and his son's kind of crying. Uh, and his wife tells him, like, look, don't don't go out there. Um, but uh, he he turns to her and he's trying to reassure her. And he says, Andromache, dear one, why so desperate? Why so much grief for me? No man will, will hurl me down to death against my fate. And fate? No one alive has ever escaped it. Neither brave man nor coward, I tell you. It's born with us the day that we are born. So please go home and tend to your own tasks the distaff in the loom, and keep the women working hard as well. As for the fighting, men will see to that, all who were born in Troy, but I most of all. And so mm. he is. He is that sort of, you know, like you are saying, like like almost kind of punching in. Uh, you know, he's, 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 he's just going to have to do the job that he's been assigned. And not to stress out about, like, if he's going to die, because if, if, if he's fated to die that day, 
then there's nothing you can do about it. And so you just you just do the best you can. You know, put one foot in front of the other, keep your nose to the grindstone, and just stab people above the nipple. <laughs> it's another like I hate to undercut this very serious moment here, but yeah, uh, you just got to punch back in at the nipple stabbing factory. So <laughs> if you you know the Lonely Island, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the 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 Japan one, and. Oh, look, look at all this money. Let's toss it in the river. Here's an old man. Toss him in the river. That's all I kept thinking. Oh, look, here's two guys in a chariot. Stab him in the nipple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's it has been a minute, but yes, I, I, yeah. I do remember that one. <laughs> Actually, this might be a good a yeah. good little quick, quick tangent. Um, speaking about this poem and different... Different interactions with it. Uh, so I have, because of course I do, uh, I have a couple of translations with me um, okay. that, I, that I kind of go back and forth to. I, I think the one that I most like um, is by Robert Fagels. Um, and so that's the one that I kind of, if, if I were to pick one up on my own, I would probably go to him. Uh, but there's also, but yeah, man, there's like a ton. There's uh, 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 Fitzgerald. There's... Uh, Lattimore. There's just all sorts of translations. And I think I'm doing you know, the Butler one. Whatever one yeah, on the uh-huh. Internet Archive. I think that's the Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And again, and they all have their their different takes. Their their different translatorly choices. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, when I, this will have come out by the time that we publish this episode, but there's even a new one. There's going to be a new Iliad uh, translation by Emily Wilson, who oh, a few shit. years back um, made some waves as the first female translator of the Odyssey. Uh, so she did the Odyssey. That was, what, 2018, I think? Um, and now she's coming back and doing doing the Iliad. And, you know, not not to, like, be overly critical or, like, dog on her too much, but, um, yeah, because it's coming out, I think it's the 26th of... September is that when that's coming out? I think that anyway, it's coming out soon, and so it's you know kind of building some publicity, some promotion. Um, you know, like little passages here and there are getting snipped out and shared on Twitter or, or whatever. And um, and yeah, it's always interesting. It's always interesting to do a comparative reading about how they how the different translations um, encounter the same Greek text and what they do with it. So um, yeah, it's, as far as like picking. A translation. I mean, ideally, you'd read a bunch of them because they all kind of hint at the Greek in, in different ways. Um, but I think like Fagel's is pretty good. That, okay, that would be that would be who I would sort of recommend to somebody who's never read the Iliad before. I'd say, yeah, look up Fagel's. It's pretty good. Okay, right on. Um, as long as we're here, you mentioned it. Um, talk to me a little bit about fate versus yeah. the free will, because even the 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 Olympian gods are kind of bound by the idea right. of fate. They a hundred percent are. Um, there's a there's a there's a pretty well known myth uh, where Zeus, it's it's one of his like offspring, because uh, you know he gets around and he fathers a whole bunch of demigods and heroes and, um. And 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 he, and he's trying to save. He's he's trying to like save one of his uh, sons, one of his mortal sons that that's going to die. And and he goes to the Moirai, the like three fates, um, uh, uh, Clotho, Lachicus, and Atro- 
bow. And even he cannot sway them. Even he is like bound, bound by the rules of what of what is to be, um, what of what, what fate is. However, even that sometimes gets a little a little kind of wobbly because you know there's there there there's there's the fate about what is going to be is what is going to be. There's also the fate about well, if this thing happens, then here's what the consequence is going to be. And we even talked about that um, in part one, where uh, Thetis is given a prophecy that if she marries and has a son with another god, that child that 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 that, that child will overthrow Zeus. And so, what does Zeus do? Well, he does he avoid fate? Does he fulfill fate by having her marry Peleus? Could there have been any other way around it? I it's it's. I think that's another really fascinating uh, topic that this poem and, and a lot of other Greek literature brings up too is this idea of fate. Can you can you change it? Well, clearly not in the case of Oedipus. Um, right. Maybe if you're Zeus and you can kind of perceive um, like what 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 is fated to be, maybe you can kind of help help it guide help events. Guide, be guided that way it's it's yeah it's 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 a great mental exercise to, to kind of sit and, and think about um and i think ultimately i think hector does offer some kind of good advice like look i'm just going to do what i'm going to do I'm, I'm going to go out and do the things that i know i have to do and if it's fated that i die if it's fated that i live that part's beyond my capacity. That part's beyond my free will. But my free will still includes me picking up, you know, my helmet and my spear and going outside the walls of Troy. So I think that's that's probably how I would personally land. Um, okay. So, so, something like that. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so this is a shitty day to be a Trojan. Um. Fate <laughs> is not on your side. Um, but Hector knows that it's also just about quitting time, so he mm-hmm. decides to ride out and he challenges all of the Greek nation to open single combat. <laughs> he says, there's not a man among you, I will kill any one of you, and I will take your armor and hide it, or and I will put it up in the tribute of Apollo, or in the temple of Apollo, just to mm-hmm. talk some shit and rub some salt into your wound. Who is mad enough to stand up to me? And who is it, Josh? That's right, Menelaus. And Agamemnon goes, no, you're not. He will kill you. And I love that. I love that bit. Like, you, like, no, no, no. You playing with Paris was fine. You guys, like, bitch slapping each other was cool. You guys are just, that's all you're yeah. good for. Mm-hmm. But Hector will murder your ass. And Agam- and then Menelaus kind of sits down dejectedly. Um, we also, I guess I got out of sequence here. Um, before... Menelaus stands up and goes, I volunteer his tribute. Um, mm-hmm. Nestor gets horned up in his own right. Yes. But Nestor doesn't mm-hmm. get horned up for battle because he's a million. What does he do instead? That's right, Josh. He talks everybody's friggin' ear off because that's all that Nestor does <laughs> in this. I'm really glad that Homer inc- decided to include the old man that would never shut up. I imagine Nestor's yeah. Grandpa Simpson. And, you know, so I won glory <laughs> by tying an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Um... <laughs> 
And he yeah. talks shit. He makes fun of all the Greeks, and he says, you guys are a bunch of cowards, you're a bunch of pussies. If I was younger, I would go mess him up, but, you know, no these these Greeks today, nobody wants to go to war anymore. Yeah. And that's when mm-hmm. Menelaus stands up and goes, all right, shut up, I'll do it. All right, <laughs> old man, thank you, and he gets slapped down. But we get a <laughs> second guy that shows up. Who is it? That's right, Randy Macho Man Savage, made flesh in Ajax. Our boy, our boy, our boy. uh... Telemonian Ajax, uh, Ajax the Great, the one and only Ajax, um, the Ajax who only bears mentioning by, by name here. Uh, and and so yes, he and Hector go on and have a duel. Um, man, again, I know we've already professed our love for, for this guy, and it's hard not to sort of foreshadow what happens next. Because as great as Ajax is... And is steadfast and trustworthy and strong. Uh, he is truly so. I mentioned this. I, I went on at, at length in part one about Achilles being the Aristos Arachion, the greatest of the Greeks, the the, the best of the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two is Ajax. Like clearly, clearly he is the second best of Greeks. And because Achilles is sitting out at this point then it's only right that it should fall to Ajax to go fight Hector one-on-one in battle. Um, and I just love I just love this guy. just love this guy. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this last week. We kind of spoiled it a little bit. But yeah, they they show up. They, they, do, and they do battle. One of the big things we should point out, again, we didn't do a good, I didn't do a good job point, talking about like how these stylized battles work. But both men stand up. The uh, priests on both sides ordain the battle. Um, but so the one man will stand up and go, my name is Mark, the Mark, the greater son of Mark, the lesser. Um, I have cast rocks from the top of the Levita pass. I have reached these keys and I am challenging you. And then you would stand up and you would go, I am Josh, the tall son of Mm. Mike, the taller, and you would give your, like, (laughs) credits, and then we would back Mm -hmm. and forth about how cool we were, and then I'd say, hey, if you kill me, can I, can my family get my body back? And you go, yeah, sure, if I kill, if you kill me, can my side get it back? And I go, yeah, sure, buddy, and then that's when we start, but because it's Ajax and Hector, this, like, listing of the credentials takes so fucking long that it buys him (laughs) even more time, because, again, Hector's just trying to run out the clock, and, like, on the Mm -hmm. one hand, he had, you know, um, Nestor on his side running it out of form, now he's got Ajax and all his awesomeness, and then they just do battle. They do battle until night falls upon them, and they realize that Neither man has has gained an inch. Um, the priests who were watching the fight, the boxing commission of Greece and Troy, they go, okay, this match is a is a draw. Both men, you know, hold up both hands, and, and then they depart as friends. And that's my favorite part is they depart as friends. What were you gonna say? Well, yeah, well, yeah, fr- friends. You're 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 absolutely right. These guys are and these guys are are, are going like not exactly toe to toe, but they're like launching spears at each other and we get these beautiful descriptions about you know how the spears because yeah i mentioned um um, ajax is known for having this giant shield that's Mm -hmm. um it's seven layers thick eight layers thick and it talks about and of of yeah of yeah like hide and then there's like a bronze bit there um and so uh so so yeah uh uh this is yeah book seven Around lines, I don't know, two, 
35, something like that. Uh, Hector hurled his spear's long shadow flew and it struck Ajax's shield, that awesome seven-layered buckler, right on the eighth, the outside layer of bronze that topped it off. Through six hides it tore, but the seventh stopped the relentless brazen point. So even this, like, but great Ajax next, dear to the gods he hurled and his spear's shadow flew, and the shaft hit Hector's round shield, hit full center. Straight through the gleaming hide the heavy weapon drove, ripping down and in through the breastplate finely woven, tearing the war shirt. Close by Hector's flank it jabbed, but the Trojan swerved aside and dodged Black Death. Oh my god, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. So yeah, they're I like, love their fight. It's so good, it's so good. And so then, yes, and so they're, they're just standing there, just like lobbing javelins at, at each other. And then they realize, they realize like, look, this isn't going anywhere. We'll 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 call it a day, and not and not only do they depart as friends, they give each other gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, y- yeah. Uh, a little bit later here, um, this is Hector talking. But I'll go back to the great city of King Priam and bring some joy to the men of Troy and Trojan women trailing their long robes. Thankful for my return, they'll go to meet the gods and sing their praises. Come, let us give each other gifts, unforgettable gifts, so that any man may say, Trojan, soldier, or Argive, first they fought with heart-devouring hatred, but uh, then they parted, bound by packs of friendship. Mm. With that, he gave him his silver-studded sword, slung in a sheath on a supple, well-cut sword strap. And Ajax gave his war belt, glistening purple. So yeah, they like... It's it's like, I know this is more of a thing... Yeah, yeah, like, this is, like, especially a thing for, like, soccer matches. Like, right, the game's over, 80% of soccer games end in a tie anyway, uh, and they're exhausted, and you go around and you trade jerseys with people Mm. on on the other team. Um, And I don't don't know if that happens quite as much in, like, I don't know, like, basketball or American football or stuff like that, but it is. It's, It's, like, it's a recognition of, like, Hey man, you're awesome. Let's give each other prizes so that generations from now, like this would be like, see how I got that war belt there? It's like, no, Grandpa Hector, tell me again. <laughs> it's like it was it was a great Ajax. It was the great Ajax. You threw your spear, it stopped at the last layer. His spear went through your shield, but you swerved and avoided black death. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we it is. It. I the love that. Bulwark of Greece. All right. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, and, and Bulwark yes, of so Greece, but she can't take out the trash. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man. <laughs> um. So yeah, they fight. The day is done. Um. No man stands, or, or you know, neither side. Well, I mean, really, Greece kind of won. They had you know di di. What's his name? Help me out here. Di- Diomedes. Big day mm-hmm. out. They had Diomedes' big day out to contest with, and that really screwed up the Trojans. But at the end of the day, they they didn't lose, and that's important. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So then the next day, um, um, both sides ask for a truce to gather up some fire, and they light gigantic funeral pyres, one inside of Troy, or on the, like, the Trojan plain, and then one on the beach to mm-hmm. burn... <laughs> Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I burped so hard, Josh. Oh, it's up my nose. Oh, God, red ale on my nose. I apologize. Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm, like, crying. Oh, my God. Call me King Cryam. Oh. (laughs) 
All right, here we go. Back at the ranch. Sorry. Um, Then the next day, Zeus decides, okay, time to give Troy its Wheaties. Um, We're going to give Achilles his wish, and he is going to help Hector kick so much ass that the... He they kick so much ass on the Greek side that the Trojans that night decide to sleep outside the walls to make sure that the Greeks can't retreat and like boat away into the night. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So meanwhile, Agamemnon realizes, hey, I might have really fucked up, and we really need Achilles because just one dude having one day of uh, Aristia ain't gonna cut it. So he plays uh, ancient Bronze Age. Let's make a deal with Achilles. <laughs> um, you know, you can make the deal and you can take the money or, or you can get, um, some new cooking gear. Um, what, what is that from tripod or seven tripods? Um, the iron kettles or cauldrons to go on top of them. Um, yeah. a bunch of gold bars, race horses, seven super fine Trojan women. He's going to give back Perseus, which he probably should have done already. Um, yeah. he's also going to give Achilles dibs on any war bride he wants out of Troy. He just gets his pick out of 20. He gets 20 of whatever he wants. Um, He also gets to pick and marry Agamemnon's three living daughters because there's still three left. He hasn't killed all of them yet. Um, (laughs) And then he also says, you get seven of my kingdoms. And all the people in Agamemnon's tent go, oh, Agamemnon, dude, this is the best deal ever. Of course Achilles is going to take it. Um, So an envoy is sent to Achilles' tent down at the other end of the beach because he's Mr. Sad, Lonely, Emo Boy. Also... From here on in, this entire act, or whatever we're calling this, I can only see Achilles as a pissed-off, shitty teenager. And really, he's a pissed-off, shitty 28-year-old, but still, they're kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Odysseus, um, the man who kind of, like, proxy-raised Achilles, his, like, proxy dad, uh, Phoenix, and then Mm -hmm. Ajax go down to his tent to appeal to him, and they, you know, each offer their different reasons why he should do it. Um, and Achilles says, I don't want that crap. He doesn't care. He's still mad at Agamemnon. He says something to the effect of, um, I hate that man more than I hate the gates of hell because he does not keep his word. He says that he couldn't, he wouldn't trust Agamemnon even if he liked him. And he says, how do I know that Agamemnon's not going to screw him over? But then he doubles down and says, I'm getting really sick of this whole fighting thing. I'm done with it. I think I'm going to opt for the long, quiet life that my mom always told me that I could have. And this totally dashes their hopes. Um, but he says, look, if it gets really bad, I will beat back the Trojans when they reach the Greek ships and they start burning my ships. Right. Right. And and we see right, and and I've 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 mentioned this point before. Like just everything in Epic is like dialed up to eleven, you know. So so when Agamemnon like realizes like, okay, I you know, Mister Ex- Excessive Stubborn that I am, um, maybe I did, maybe I did kind of screw up here. And so yeah, like his like his like proposals, his his like apology, and his. And and the things that he's going to give to to try to make it up to Achilles again, like all that's like dialed up to eleven. And then when Achilles refuses, his refusal is dialed up to eleven. Like I I, I hate that man more than the than the depths of hell, and nothing will ever sway me. Yeah. Um, ah, it's it's so great. It's just so, so stinking good. Um, yeah. And, and and then we also get this, yeah, the sort of inversion where like yeah, like he. Now Achilles will be 
sort of like on the defensive when the Trojan forces come out. So like there, you know, you're talking about balance as well um, mm-hmm. in this poem. Like, well, now here's if the Trojans sally forth and now and then they go on the offensive. Well, then I will at least kind of fight them off to protect my boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So Zeus is he he uh, goes from Olympus to the battlefield and he posts up on Ida. And I like the idea that the gods just sit on mountains and watch their you know Jersey Shore mm-hmm. Trojan War edition. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's gonna sit there to watch the fighting, but also pass on his. I'm calling it battle meditation because that's what the gods are doing when it's like you know the bulk of the army gets the boost is battle meditation, all mm-hmm. a Kotor. Um, yeah, yeah. By midday, the Greeks kick so much ass that they push the Trojans up to their boats, and Hera is pissed. She loves the Greeks, and she's super mad that uh, Zeus has interfered against, you know, because she had, you know, remember last last week we were talking about, you know, when Thetis had gone and, and appealed to him. And she says, Wait, why are you talking to Thetis? And he goes, oh, no, I wasn't making clandestine plans at all. And also, leave me alone. I'll, I'll box your ears if you get into my affairs again. But this time, Hera knows that something needs to be done. And what's Hera the goddess of, Josh? Well, kind of like marriage and family duty and family responsibility. That, that Domestic kind of thing. bliss. Domestic bliss, yeah. Which means she's going to give Zeus that good fucking... Uh, she goes... Because she knows Zeus. Zeus is a man. She's going to... Literally, she's going to go fuck his brains out. He'll be too sleepy to play battle meditation and watch, you know, Jersey Shore Trojan Edition. And yep. then the Greeks can win the day and all this shit can be over. So she goes to Aphrodite, gets uh, an aphrodisiac. It's like a pendant mm-hmm. that she ties between her boobs. And then it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Hera suits up for battle in her own right. Yeah, exactly. In, in a, in a mm-hmm. story about men girding themselves, girding up for battle, preparing for battle, we also have this female goddess of, you know, marriage and domestics and so forth. She's about to go do battle in her own way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everything. <laughs> everything's a circle. Everything's Everything, a circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Hera just death by snoo snoo really is what she does. Yeah, death by didn't even see it coming. Uh, I like there's a bit there too. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like there's a bit there too, and she goes, she gets all shy, like it's 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 Hera showing up, and she's like, and I'm paraphrasing obviously here, but she's like, oh, but Zeus, don't you want a piece of this? And he's like, yeah, kinda, and she's like, but I don't (laughs) want people to see, and he's like, it's all right, baby, I'll pull down this here magical god veil of mist so they can't see mm-hmm. us banging and you can't see them. And she's like, oh, you're so smart. <laughs> um, and then he sees her, and I got to find this quote. Zeus, this is the Zeusiest fuckboy quote ever. This is what Zeus says yeah. when he sees Hera. This is, what, book 14, I want to say? Never yet have I been so overpowered by passion, neither for goddess nor mortal woman, as I am at this moment of you yourself. Not even when I was in love with the wife of Ixion, who bore me Perithius, peer of the gods in council, nor with Dane, daintily ancel daughter of Arisius, who bore me the famed hero Perseus. And then there was the daughter of Phoenix, who bore me Minos and Radamanthus. 
And then there was Se uh, Semele and Alcmene in Thebes, who, by whom I begot my lion-hearted son Heracles, while Se Semele became mother to Bacchus, the counter of man or the comforter of all mankind. There was Queen Ceres again, and lovely Leto, and yourself, but with none of these was I ever so much enamored as I am now with you. And thank God that Hera had gone there with the its strict intention to fuck him, because anybody who rattles off his body count in front of his wife is probably not getting laid. But, yeah, that is... All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a fuck. Zeus is such a fuck. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also that does. That, that also does speak to the power... Of the charms that she's hold the the sway that she has over him in that moment that she's like, all right, yeah, you did, yep, her and her and yeah, yes, don't don't remind me, but yeah, and so, <laughs> but yes, that is absolutely. You, you made me like, watch that one. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. There. <laughs> that is that is the Zeusius of uh, of lines <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so um, they go play bedroom battle. And um, mm. Zeus blacks out. And it's this time that Hera starts to do her battle meditation and psych up the Greeks. And the Greeks are suddenly rallied and they push back and they push the Trojans um, away from their boats in a, in a, in a daring counterattack. Yep, yep. And so, you know, oh shit, the day might not be so won. And then Zeus wakes up and really yells at Hera, says if you pull the shit again... Um, you're going to find me on ancient Greece's cops for domestic assault. Yeah. <laughs> um, rattles off some really screwed up punishments for her. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is also Zeus at his Zeusiest. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. He's Zeus is not a good guy. Um, I think the no, greatest no. sin from uh, the 1990s Disney Hercules is that Rip Torn portrays a friendly and compassionate Zeus. And that was yeah. the worst characterization of that entire film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, no, but we can't. We're we're just focusing on the Iliad, Josh. We can't list all the. It's okay. Just... It's okay. I'm realizing it. I'm saying that out loud because out loud I realize it. <laughs> <laughs> so Apollo runs down to the battlefield, bayed by Zeus. He runs and heals Hector, and then Apollo gives his own battle meditation to the Trojans, and then they counter counter attack or they they counter attack the counter attack, and mm -hmm. they push them all back. Everybody is getting hurt. They are getting the thump put on them mightily. The Greeks are losing. All of the big warlord players are injured, except for Ajax. He's the only one that can fight. Yep. It's bad. It's it's a bad day to be a Greek. By yep. the way, Josh, speaking of chicken and dickin', we should <laughs> check in on Achilles and Patroclus real quick. We should. We, we, we should. Absolutely. Because, yeah, as this battle has been raging... Uh, back and forth, uh, uh, all these f named heroes that we've come to know and love over the course, they're dropping like flies or getting wounded. Many, many stabbings above or below or in the vicinity of the nipple. Let's maybe talk <laughs> about some other stabbings above or below or in the vicinity of the nipple that may be going Around on during the this time. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on with the nipples. And something, something nipples. <laughs> We kind of touched on Achilles and Patroclus, Patroclus, I don't know how he says. I also listened to this on tape. Like, I also listened to an oh, audiobook yeah. version of this, because mm -hmm. I, I process shit better audiobook-wise. Um, 
And like the guy reading it, it was a it was a LibriVox deal, and it was like eight people doing it, and everybody had a different pronunciation yeah. for oh everybody. God, and I'm just like, I maybe I should let Josh talk about why there's no letter H in Greek. <laughs> maybe that maybe this would be a learning experience for all of us. Yeah, uh, tune in for a future episode on the alphabet. I guess we'll just have to we'll have to have a episode on the alphabet and writing, and th- and then yeah, we can include. Why, yeah, it's such a it's such a debate about how to say ancient Greek names and words and stuff. But um, yeah, but but uh, but yes. So checking in back at Achilles' tent, right? Yeah. Oh man, Mark, we we are having too much fun here, bud. This is great. Too much I love fun. it. Um, so <laughs> I guess I'm I'm gonna I don't know if this will make things better or worse, uh, more or less silly. But I'm moving on to prickly pear ranch water. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Did so. did I tell you about my um my war chest booty conquest? That sounded weird. I got a <laughs> Amanda had an event last weekend and she mm-hmm. calls me. She 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 she's wrapping it up and she calls me on Sunday and she goes, "I need your help." Or Monday goes, "I need your help." And I go, "What's up?" She's like, "Meet me downstairs." Mm. Um there's a gigantic it, it's gigantic, Josh. It's a it's a file folder box, you know, like the box I used to oh, hold yeah. file uh-huh, folders uh-huh. in. Yeah. Full of beer from this event that she did. And then I get into it, and it's 98% Ranch Waters and Topo Chico's and nothing goods. But also in there is a Modelo Chilada Mango y Chile. And I don't know what this is, but it was in my fridge and I grabbed it. So here's on you, good buddy. All right. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-oh. Do you ever eat uh, Jelly Bellies? When you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know the butter popcorn flavored bean? That y- is yes. what that tastes like. The- <laughs> if it wasn't be- mango e chili, I would imagine it was just popcorn, and I am into it. It's gross. I don't like this <laughs> at all, but I'm going to drink it. It's, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess speaking of not being able to stop, can't stop, won't stop, do even know how to stop. Um, so, yes, the battle is raging. Uh, all the Argives, uh, the uh, the the Greek heroes are falling, and yes, Achilles is still just moping in his tent, and um, and his and his his cousin, his friend, his companion, however you choose to interpret any his of those. His millhouse, his mill. Yes, exactly. The millhouse to his Bart. Uh, Patroclus is saying, like, look. Achilles, look at look at what's happening here. Like like all oh, the Greeks are are dying. Um, this is this is horrible. Like you have you have to join the fight. You have to let go of this grudge that you have with Agamemnon. Um, it's time to suit back up, but he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, no, no. I said when they go to burn my ships. He's he's being a real ass, and I honestly I can't. Blame him. Patroclus kind of slams him, and he says, "You know, you're you're a hard-hearted man, Achilles." And he kind of gives gives him some shit. Um, mm-hmm. But then he decides, well, if he's not gonna do it, someone ought to. And then he has his own Thanos mo- moment. He goes, "I'll do it myself." And he says, "Achilles, I got an idea. How about I put on your armor? I take your super sweet three horse-driven chariot, and I just ride up to the line. I just ride it to the line, 
and our guys will see me, and they'll go, oh, hell yeah, it's Achilles, he's here, and that'll rally him, and the Trojans will see me and go, oh, no, it's Achilles, and just the, the side of you. As just the sight of your aspect will be enough to, to terrify him, and we can win the day. And Achilles goes, well, fine. And he talks to him, you know, the way that a dad talks to his son and goes, all right, you can take the car, but you're back by nine. You're just going to Monty, right? And the kid goes, I'm just going yeah. to Monty. It's going to be fine. And wouldn't you know it, that kid drove to Pueblo instead. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Went the total different direction. Because, yeah, he does. He says, look, man, okay, I hear what you're saying, Patroclus. I I'm, I I agree. I still made this oath to myself that I wouldn't let go of this grudge. But yes, take my armor, take my chariots, go lead the Myrmidons, go take our like picked soldiers, go clean up the Trojans. But yes, here's the one rule. This is the be back by nine o'clock rule. Don't fight with Hector. Yeah, you can fight. Ed, don't fight anybody else. Take on anybody else. But if you see Hector. You turn tail and head back here. Glory be damned. Mm-hmm. Honor be damned. Class be banned. Do not engage with Hector. And yes, l- l- like you said, instead of, hey, Dad, I just want to go to the Dairy Queen in Monta Vista. Uh, what does Patroclus do? He drives up to Pueblo to the IHOP. <laughs> he acts like, yeah, he acts like a rascally kid. He throws on that system of a down CD and he gets taken in a in his own uh, Aristia. Um, at the same time, Achilles prays to Zeus, and he says, give uh, Patroclus glory in battle, but then bring him back to my tent safe and sound. Yep. And Zeus hears this and goes, well, let's horn him up for mayhem. And my God, if Patroclus doesn't get horned up for mayhem. And I just, again, he's he's Millhouse to me, so I just, this entire scene is, is Millhouse <laughs> darting about the battlefield, in his little flood pants, and everything's coming up Millhouse, and he's, you know, cutting through the Trojan lines, and he, 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 he beats a path through the Trojans, and he rallies the Greeks, and the Greeks are all excited, because, oh shit, there's Achilles. Um, yeah. And even men who are, like, dying, or you're not dying, but, you know, the medics have already tended to them, and they can't fight, they're getting up to go back to fight, because, son of a bitch, here's Achilles, here is the the greatest of all the Greeks, and now he's here, and we are about to cloak ourselves in the glory. Um, he rides all the way up to the wall, shouting the whole way, he gets to the walls of Troy, and goes... I bet I can climb that, and God love little Millhouse Patroclus, he starts climbing it, and Apollo goes, no, 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 not in my house, and punches him in the spine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... I love, I love that he just, like, punches him in the back. (laughs) Apollo, Apollo the god that rains, like, plague arrows down. Apollo the god that can dash about the battlefield in the likeness of the sun. He goes up and punches the dude. He doesn't even try. Like, the way you swat a fly, he, he punches him. Um, Patroclus' house falls off the walls of Troy. Um, and a, a Trojan man runs up to him and stabs him. And as he's laying there, Hector runs up and realizes, oh shit, it's Achilles. And then he realizes, oh shit, it's not Achilles. And it doesn't matter. Hector pins him into the ground. And it talks about how like he, he drives his spear through all the armor, all of Patroclus' And he's laying there on the just below the walls of Troy, and he's bleeding out, and his guts are all out, and he realizes, man, I should have just stayed home. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is that feeling. It, it, it's that feeling, and it's a horrible feeling. Maybe this is maybe this is one you've experienced. 
hopefully it isn't, but it is just like that in the pit of your stomach, like, I should have just stayed in bed today. You know, it's just like, ah, as I was, I was one day away from retirement. Uh, should have, should have stayed home that day. Uh, and yeah, and he, and he realizes, he realizes like, yeah, this is not, this is not going to end well. Um, just, just also very quickly, uh, I want to mention, this is a wonderful website for, for many different reasons. Uh, this is Greek Myth Comics, spelled with an X, C-O-M-I-X, uh, GreekMythComics.com. Um, and there's a wonderful infographic that breaks down the uh, number of deaths in the Iliad. And um, Patroclus uh, is the standout uh, character here because he has the most kills in one book. And it is his Aristia um, in book 16. Um, he has he has uh, 27 kills in this book alone. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and it, and it does, and it takes him. It, it he yeah he he also goes off, but as they say, uh, the 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 brighter the flame, the shorter the wick or the fuse or however that phrase goes. So he goes off, and then he goes off um but uh but yeah it's a great little infographic maybe i'll um maybe i'll at uh greek myth comics and repost this because it because it, it really does show it really does show yeah, yeah just how truly amazing and then how truly terrible um patroclus's time in the sun yeah it's it's crazy i don't know it's what, what what can Arestia do for you, Josh? Talk to your doctor yeah. today. <laughs> the side effects may include delusions of grandeur and loss of life. If you yeah. find your delusions of grandeur are stronger, stop taking Arestia. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, a battle breaks out over the body of of sorry at, over the body of Patroclus. Um, Hector takes the uh, Achilles armor off of it and start and puts it on and he gets like a weird boost from it. It's it's literally he gets an enchanted item and gets a boost off that item. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the day, a battle is fought over who gets to keep the body of Patroclus. And we talked about already about like the funeral rite and how important it was that, you know, his body should go back to the Greek side and be buried by, we're assuming Achilles, because that's like his best friend, Bart Simpson, uncle... Mm-hmm. Lover, yeah. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, um, Achilles doesn't know what's going on, and there's a guy that shows up to his tent and goes, "Hey, this happened." And now, Josh, I hope you're ready because this is where you get to sing me the wrath of Achilles. <laughs> All right, yeah, it is. It is true. Right, we, we're in. We're into uh, what, like book eighteen now. Or, well, well, almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're we're getting there, and it is. You know, this was this was foreshadowed in the very first line, "Main and Ayede Thea." And you just thought we were talking about Achilles' wrath at Agamemnon because he yeah. got slighted. Oh no, that was that's well, that's just uh, like a little like a little irritation. That's a slight tiff as opposed to the rage that we have uh, uh, coming up here. Uh, but before that, but before we can do that, Patroclus took his armor and his weapons, and as badass as Achilles is, he's he's not just going to go out uh, uh, bare knuckle boxing. No, he has to re-equip himself. This is like the joke I said before. He's 
he's at the computer playing the the MMO RPG uh, in a in a, a PvP area. Gets all of his loot stripped, and so he leans over his shoulder and says, "Mom, get your credit card." Uh, <laughs> and he asks his mother Thetis to to bring him some new armor, uh, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what she does. She goes to Hephaestus. Uh, the craftsman god, the workman god, and he creates, uh, yeah, a new set of armor, a new spear, and uh, specifically the shield. The shield of Achilles is this gorgeous, amazing weapon of war, but also a work of art in its mm-hmm. own right. Uh, it has depicted on it these scenes, and my my recounting it now wouldn't do it justice uh but it has but it has yeah just this this amazing depiction of of human activity and human flourishing there's people harvesting crops there's uh what else it's just it's just it's just beautiful it's just a beautiful thing this the shield i kind of wonder i don't know because again we talked last week about like you know, how many gods or demigods just, you know, gave crap to people. And, like, this is Achilles' second set of magic armor. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I guess it's not hard to come by. You just got to know a guy. I don't I don't know. You know, must be nice, I guess is my point. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If, uh, it's not what you know, but who you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, here we go. Uh, um, okay, in the meantime, well, though, Achilles realizes mm-hmm. they need to get the body back. He hears about how they're fighting for it, and he calls down to or he calls Athena down and says, "Give me your help." Um, he climbs a hill, and then as the sun is setting, I like this scene. So he climbs a hill, is backlit by the sun, and then Athena uses her goddessly glamour and like projects an image of, of Achilles against the setting sun, and he gives his war cry three times. And it's so loud that it bounces off the walls of Troy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the ensuing stampede killed twelve, or yeah, it killed twelve Trojan uh, warlords. Just so afraid of Achilles' voice, and then the Greeks get Patroclus's body back. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, it, um, it's yeah. This dude is is not happy. He's not. He's not happy with what's going on here. Um, so the next morning, his mom brings him his new set of Daedric armor. Um, he puts it on. He goes up to Agamemnon and says, Hey, buddy, it's time to squash this beef. And then Agamemnon talks about how he's the true victim here. And it totally crushes any momentum in the fucking story. Because Agamemnon talks about how he got screwed over by the gods and w- was tricked into taking Berseus from Achilles and all this shit. And Achilles, and he goes, oh, and I'll, I'll give you all the treasures that I promise you. Bring them forth hence. And Achilles goes, I don't want your shit, dude. I want to go kill people. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and Odysseus is sitting there, and Odysseus kind of realizes, like, Achilles isn't okay. He's, something's up, he goes, hey, bud, um, you want some breakfast? It's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a bad idea, we, we, we should, we should talk, we should mourn Patroclus a little bit, um, let's eat some breakfast, let's kind of, like, you know, make a plan, and Achilles goes, no, I'm just gonna go wage single combat against Troy. Um, I wish I would have marked which book this came from i think it's 18 as a fire raging in some mountain glen after a long drought 
and the dense forest is in a blaze, while the wind carries great tongues of fire in every direction. Even so furiously did Achilles rage, wielding his spear as though he were a god, and giving chase to those whom he would slay, till the earth ran red with blood. But it wasn't just the earth that ran red with blood, Josh. It was also the Scamander River. There was so yeah. Achilles killed and dumped so many people into the Scamander River that it pissed off the local river god, didn't it, buddy? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that brings us to one of the most amazing, in both the senses of, of that word, Achilles is so mad, he, he fights a river. He fights the river god. <laughs> And he he kind of wins. Like, yeah, he kicks his ass. <laughs> he, he beats the shit out of him. Like it's kind of great. Um, which I just and, and I I can also see this too, right? Like that Achilles is just like so crazy with bloodlust. He's he's just so angry. He's so fired up that like I don't know. Like maybe here's like a like a like a smaller contingent of Greek soldiers, like a little. Like a little cadre coming up, and they're like, "All right, men, uh, quick, we'll take the left flank." And they like crest a hill, and they look over, and they see Achilles just like punching into a river. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, hey, buddy, you okay there?" He doesn't say a word. He just keeps kicking and stabbing his spear just into a river. They're like, "Okay, man, you know maybe we won't take this flank. You know, we'll we'll do a tactical withdrawal here. We'll just you know we'll just let him." He he's fine. Whatever he's doing, he's fine. Let's just go back, crush a cup of wine. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, it talks about when he puts on his armor and he's walking out of his tent for the first time that morning. Even the Myrmidons, even his men, were afraid to look at his aspect yeah. because he was so, like, so, he was so yeah. horned up. He was so terrifying to behold. And I love that so much. It's so great. Um, yeah, that's a great. I thing. didn't bother to write down all the people that Achilles kills because it is literally. Fucking yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and that work's been done before. You can you can find that table on Wikipedia, because I've seen that table on Wikipedia. Yeah. But yeah, it's just just slaughter. Yeah. It's just wholesale slaughter. Yeah. That um the night before the Trojans had done so well they decided to not camp inside the walls of Troy. They decided to camp out on the plane just in case the Greeks tried to, you know, beat a quick retreat back to Greece. And that way they could, you know, shoot them in the back with arrows as they fled. Um, but in the meantime, Achilles is here, and he is murdering the entire Trojan army. He's just killing everybody. And the Trojan nobles are up on the high walls, and they realize, oh, dude, we are so fucked. We are so fucked. Priam yeah. has a mm-hmm. Priam has a vision of, like, you know, so um, Hector's going to get run down by Achilles, and then the all of Troy will be put to the sword, and, you know, it'll be scattered to the winds, and this great city will fall. Um, his mom, Hecuba, has a different vision, and she foresees, like, the Trojan women, you know, being raped and taken as war brides, and his yeah. young son being killed, and they both ba- beg Hector to get inside, and Hector's like, nah, we could probably take this, and then Hector realizes, no, I can't do this, and in the meantime, it talks about how Achilles sees Hector, talks about how he descends on him like a bird of prey from a cloud attacking a dove. And he runs up to Hector, and I'm reminded of last week when we talked in the um, uh, Iphigenia at Aulis, and Achilles was running a race with a, a chariot, just yeah. barefoot. He was racing a chariot of horses, and so he, he he runs down Hector, and he calls him out, and he's like, I'm coming for that ass, Hector. And Hector yeah. tries to appeal. He's like, all right, maybe I can take Achilles. 
Maybe just maybe, and at the same time, Athena appears as a as a Trojan like warlord and goes, "Hey, buddy, I snuck out. I'm here to help you. All you, I, I got your back. You go fuck him up. I'm here for you." And Hector's like, "Oh, great!" So he runs up and he's like, "All right, time to do this." He realizes what a stupid mistake that was, and they make three circuits of the walls of Troy, where Achilles just chases him back and forth. They're running suicides along the wall. They can't get yep. the gate open to get Hector inside. Um. And then eventually they meet, and Hector tries to appeal to Achilles. He says, look, dude, if you're going to kill me, just don't defile my corpse. And Achilles says, I am going to fucking eat you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, yeah, he is, he, is, he, he is beyond any sort of recognition of, like, a human being. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and just take a moment here. Um... Covered, literally covered in bits and pieces of Trojan, probably bits yep. and pieces of Greek. I'm sure he yeah, killed probably. a couple of Greeks there in the meantime, too. Batshit insane. And Hector goes, all right, I guess we're going to do this, but be cool. And Hercules says, after I have killed you, I will consume your living flesh. And I just, yeah. <laughs> and then Mark got an erection. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is one of yeah. those things that, like, you hate to love, but it is. That is... Yeah, that is it. Yep. So up back on Mount Olympus, we're talking about fate. Um, we need to talk about what happens when a god chooses one over the other because Zeus isn't supposed to take a side in in any of this because he's so great and powerful. And yeah, he kind of dips a toe, but not really. But so he takes out a scale and he weighs um, the life of Achilles and life of Hector and finds that Hector is the one that comes up wanting Achilles is going to win this duel. And oh baby, does Achilles win this duel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, he throws a spear. Um, he really Hector gets screwed. Hector should have won. I'm sorry. Athena totally helps him cheat. Throws a spear. They do- he dodges it. You know, runs into close in with his short sword. In the meantime, Athena has force returned Achilles' spear to him, and Achilles just rocks him. He's just he's dead. If that were yeah. me at the end of that spear, I'd be dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he then takes a knife, cuts a hole in his in Hector's tend the space between your your tendon and your ankle. It's gross, but it's what it is. Ooh, Ties yeah. a leather, leather thong around it and does three circuits around the city of Troy. Um, batters the body of Hector. The, it's unrecognizable. He drags it behind a chariot. That's yeah. What he yeah, it's, it's, it's gross. It's gonna be bad anyway. Mm-hmm. All the while, just screaming at the city of Troy, and I can. You talk about, like, you know, intimidation tactics and warfare. I cannot imagine a more terrifying scene than this insane fucking Greek dude driving with a dead body tied to his car. Yeah, it's... Yeah, this is where... Well, and, and and I... I, I again, it's a circle. Um, compare this interaction between... Hector and Achilles to, to the one that we talked before about with Hector and Ajax, you know, like those are two men, you know, mano a mano, um, fighting, trying, trying to kill the other person, but like following the rules of engagement, uh, in an honorable way. When they realize that they were at an impasse, they, part as friends they exchange gifts and that's it and so yeah you compare that scene as to what achilles does and it is it is too far 
It is, it is far too far. Yeah. So there's a scene from Inside the Walls of Troy. It's really sad. Uh, Andromache, the, this whole time she's like, I can't handle all this all this violent TV. I'm going to go read a book and do my loom and take care of it. She's a nerd is what she is, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Also crazy tragic. We didn't talk about it. But um, 10 years before this, Achilles had put her, uh, her hometown of Thebes to the sword and burnt it. And so, right. like, mm-hmm. he killed everybody that she had known. And there's a really sweet scene in there um, when Hector goes in the first time and he, they talk and she's like, you know, you are uh, my father, you are my brother, you are my husband, you are my entire world, you're all I have. And it's literally that bit about like, when I get out of Vietnam, I'm going to go back and start a family and I hope nothing bad happens to me and then you get shot. Um, but there's yeah. a really sad scene when she learns that Hector's been killed because she's drawing him a bath. That, that precisely, we, we get some just amazingly sympathetic scenes of the Trojans' reactions. Uh, so yes, not only uh, Hector's wife, but 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 his parents, uh, King Priam and Queen Hecuba. Like that, th- th- there is that idea that 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 yeah, like one of the worst experiences that a person could have is is burying their child because that's not how it's supposed to be, right? You know, mm-hmm. like in. In peacetime, fathers bury their. Or in peacetime, sons bury their fathers. In war, fathers bury their sons, and we see that happen there. And so, yeah, because because here's old King Priam. You know, he's lived forever. He's a fossil. Uh, yeah, he's like in his eighties at this point. Yeah, he's like super super old, and like and like his his son, like the one. I mean, not fuckboy Paris, because that guy's a torch that's going to destroy the whole city anyway. But, like, the son that he raised in his palace uh, groomed him to, like, be this amazing king, sees him not only killed, but, like, killed and uh, desecrated, defiled in this way. Um, Yeah, King Priam uh, calls out, book 22, I don't know, 415, line 415, somewhere around there, I guess. Uh, let go, my friends. Much as you care for me, let me hurry out of the city. Make make my way all my own to Achaea's waiting ships. I must implore that terrible, violent man. Perhaps, who knows, he may respect my age, may pity an old man. He has a father, too, as old as I am. Uh, Peleus sired him once. Peleus re- reared him to be the scourge of Troy, but most of all to me. He made my life a hell. So many sl- sons he slaughtered, just coming into bloom. But grieving for all the rest, one breaks my heart the most, and stabbing grief for him will take me down to death. My Hector, would to God he had perished in my arms. Then his mother who bore him, oh so doomed, and I, she, she and I could glut ourselves with grief. And then Hecuba um, uh, comes in shortly after. Oh my child, my desolation, how could I go on living? What agonies must I suffer now, now you are dead and gone? You are my pride throughout the city, night and day. A blessing to us all, the men and women of Troy. Throughout the city, they saluted you like a god. You, you were their greatest glory while you lived. Now death and fate have seized you, dragged you down. That's, that's mm. horrible. That's, ah, oh, it's so it's heart-wrenching. It's yeah, so it's so, bad. so heart-wrenching. Yeah. I, I like that bit too, when she, uh, um, Andromache gets mad at him and she goes, you've made me into a widow and you have orphaned your son. Yeah. It's just so fucking sad. It's it's so sad, dude. Like oh god. It is. It's and, and, and yeah, because because we've seen the character, the type of person that Hector is leading up into this point. Um yeah, to see him to see that that's what his fate is, right? We you know 
how many of our books back uh, when he was saying, like, look, I'm just going to go out there and do what I have to do, and whatever is my fate is my fate. Well, I don't think he anticipated this being his fate. <laughs> I don't think that's quite no. what he had in mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, getting killed and then drug around his home city three times and just, and well, and, and like embarrassed, like made a coward of, like, like running away from Achilles three times around the city. <laughs> I don't I'd think run. that's quite what he had in mind. I'd fucking run right now. I like oh hell yeah. every time a hundred yeah. times Mark had to fight Achilles. Hundred times Mark ran from Achilles. Yeah, and he was known as the great pussy from Olympus to Ida. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um, well, okay, and then so in all of this grief, because because this is the the contents of book twenty two. This, this yeah. horrible scene, this heart-wrenching scene. The next part may seem like a very strange, like, okay, this is like one of the like emotional climaxes of, of, of this story. It's so low. Things are so terrible, so horrible. Then book 23 is Patroclus's funeral. So... Yeah. Through through this fighting, the the Greeks recover Patroclus's body, and Achilles is going to give give Patroclus the proper funeral rites, and not just a proper funeral. Like this is this is lavish beyond compare. Because uh, again, we're an epic. It's so a little dial, insane. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 again, like dial everything up to eleven, um, and also in a lot of ways, some like like some like a really different change in tone um because for as horrible and depressing as book 22 is book 23 the funeral games for patroclus there's there's some like downright comedic moments <laughs> that happen here yeah and it's, it's like whoa i'm getting yeah shit like yeah like tone shift like crazy here um <laughs> yeah know. so let's let's talk about that so um um Achilles, he recovers the body. Uh, there's a big party at the Greek camp because, hey, they, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the, the war is pretty much over now. And they're having yeah, a big yeah. party and, like, Agamemnon invites Achilles to dinner and he's like, hey, by the way, I took the liberty of getting you a bath going because you're literally covered in man yeah. goo. And Achilles <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, I'm not really fucking hungry. And he it talks about how... Um, I like Achilles' insomnia a lot. It talks about he tosses and turns yes. this night, mm-hmm. and he yeah. dreams about uh, Patroclus, and Patroclus goes, "I." Um, he he goes, "Look, I I'm in I'm in um Greek limbo. You really mm-hmm. need to bury me. Like I am sitting yeah. in your tent with my guts out. This is not fun for me, and I get to see you be a big moper, and that's not fun either. So please do this for me. So the next day, um." They have his funeral, and one of the one of the one of the fun prizes in there is Achilles took twelve Trojan boys and he <laughs> slits all of their throats and throws oh, them yeah. on the pyre. It's, so yeah, so and everybody kind of gets upset about it. There's a bit there yeah. where like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of pissed off because like Odysseus is like, dude, you need to calm the fuck down. Um, yeah. Agamemnon's like. 
Okay, but we all lost somebody. We all. This is a war. This is what, what you said. Like people are dying. This is a thing we all signed up for. People fucking die, and it gets so bad that Apollo petitions Zeus to like, dude, can we do something about this? Because it's out of hand. And Zeus goes, okay, yeah, probably. Um, but let's talk about the talk about um. Patroclus's funeral real quick. What what are the funny moments, Josh? Make me laugh. <laughs> what's what's the other side of this tragedy coin? Oh, comedy. Ho ho ho. Achilles so, is giving away all of his earthly possessions. That's totally right, fucking yes. normal, right? Uh, Achilles yeah. has killed 12 boys. That's totally fucking normal, right? Everything's well, and fine even... with Achilles, right? The gun pointed at the head of the fucking Aegean, like <laughs> Well, and even like the sacrificial fires, like they refuse to burn. They're like, "Fuck this! We're not burning these offerings. This is horrible." Uh, <laughs> but he, but he like has to convince like the winds to blow to like actually rekindle. Yeah, it's so like things are things are not not good. They're not good. Um. So, and, and what is I guess also fairly common with high status individuals when they die and it's part of their funeral is you host basically a mini Olympics. Um, Mm -hmm. You have athletic contests, you have chariot racing, you have boxing, you have wrestling, you have foot races, you have discus throw. Um, And right, I guess, yeah. So, so so in our modern culture, we have like um, you drop your last will and testament. You, when, when you pass away, you allot your earthly possessions to your friends and family. Like, oh, Mark, remember that, that beer pong table that we jury rigged out of a discarded <laughs> cell phone display stand? Oh, uh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Listeners, that's a real thing. Um, well, I am, I am gifting this to you. So it's, it's I, I think, a similar kind of idea. It's a, it's, it's a sharing of gifts. It's a... It's 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 a celebration of those who are still alive in honor or in recognition of the person who is no longer alive. Um, and so yes, so we get this, we 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 get these several athletic contests. There's a lot given to the chariot race because like the chariot race is is the high status one. Mm-hmm. Um, in order in order to own a chariot to to even have it built to uh, uh, feed the horses that, that, that will pull it um, uh, and keep them maintained. It, it, it costs a lot of money. So, like, that's the, I don't know, I guess the, like, Formula One equivalent might be yeah. might be something yeah. like that. Uh, so there's, there's a chariot race that goes on and on and on. There's boxing. There's wrestling. Because I ran track, one of my favorites is the foot race. Um and so I'll and so I'll take a little bit. Oh, okay. Also, there's before I get to the foot race though in wrestling because we haven't heard from our boy in a minute. Uh, the wrestling championship comes down to Ajax, our boy Ajax, and Odysseus, um, which you wouldn't necessarily think. Like, of course, Ajax. Yeah, he's big. He's he's the Hercos. He's the bulwark of the Achaeans. But then it's but but then it's Odysseus um, that uh, that is in the wrestling final as well, and so they're going and it's and it's kind of like I, I I guess Greco Roman wrestling or maybe like sumo wrestling. They're trying to like 
hoist each other up. They're trying to like maybe a little judo kind of thrown in. They're trying to do like hip throws and all that. And Odysseus wins. Ajax is trying to pick him up, but Odysseus um, uses a trip. He kicks him behind the knee. And it's... Leg sweep, yeah. Yeah, leg sweep. And it's Ajax who goes down and is pinned. And they're... There's this whole scholarly debate if Odysseus cheated, <laughs> if 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 uh, if uh, yeah, like if he used an illegal kick to the back of the knee, sweep the leg, Odysseus. Um, <laughs> Odysseus of the mini leg sweep. Odysseus of the mini leg sweep. So there's a whole debate about whether Odysseus cheated, uh, Ajax. And listeners, I want you to remember this about this sort of weird beef that Odysseus and Ajax have kind of from this point out. But but we'll get to that. But before, we need to get to the foot race. So there's going to be a foot race. And here we see Odysseus again because he's also pretty fast. Um, we see the different Ajax. We see the son of a bitch Oilian Ajax. Oilian Ajax. Boo. Boo. Oilian Ajax. Boo. And one of uh, that old geezer Nestor's uh, sons, uh, and, and, and Antilochus. And so it's the three of them entered in the foot race. And again, all these wonderful prizes. There's a tripod. There's a nice big cauldron, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and how foot races work in the ancient Greek world is you set out some distance, usually a stade, which is about like um, 200 meters 200 yards, more or less. Um, And then there's a post. And so you race down to the post, you turn around the post, and then you race back. Um, And so that's what this race is going to be. So so they have a starting line, the runners go off, and it's this son-of-a-bitch, piece-of-shit, oily and Ajax who's winning. He's going to win the race. Uh, and this part is again this like weird, this weirdly inappropriate moment of comedy. But here's what happens: so, Oilian Ajax, it looks like he's going to win, um, and so Odysseus prayed in his heart to blazing-eyed Athena, "Hear me, goddess, help me, hurry, urge me on." So Odysseus prayed, and Athena heard his prayer, put spring in his limbs, his feet, his fighting hands, and just as the whole field came lunging in for the trophy, Ajax slipped. At a dead run, Athena tripped him up. Right where the dung lay slick from the bellowing cattle, the swift runner Achilles slew in Patroclus' honor. So they had this big funeral feast. You have to slaughter the oxen there. There's a little bit of, yeah, like cow dung and cow intestines that are just happen to be left out here on the ground. And Athena makes this son of a bitch, oily and Ajax, slip in it. (laughs) Slip and fall. Uh, because he slips and falls, Odysseus goes on to win. But it's not just that. Dung stuffed his mouth. His nostrils dripped muck as shining, long-enduring Odysseus flashed past him to come in first by far and carry off the cup while Ajax took the ox. The ox was the second place prize. The racer in all his glory just stood there clutching one of the beast's horns, spitting out the dung and sputtered to his comrades, Foul by heaven! The goddess fouled my finish! Always besides Odysseus, just like the man's mother, rushing to put his rivals in the dust. They all roared with laughter at his expense. 
He got blue shelled. That's so fucking sad. He got blue shelled. He got blue shelled in a mouthful of cow shit. Poor fella. (laughs) We say that poor fella, but then he goes on and maybe because I don't know, you know, talking about fate, maybe it's because of this dishonor that Athena does him. He goes on to do a horrible dishonor to Athena. Uh, but I think that's going to have to wait for part three. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, yeah. so funeral games for Patroclus. There's this uh, whole slew of sacrifices that aren't quite right. There's this huge feast. There's these funeral games. Um, Patroclus gets his burial. Uh, and all the while, the body of Hector is still just like sitting out there, just gross. Um, yeah. Just torn, just torn up. Uh, has flies picking at him, has like birds of prey picking at him, um, and just sitting there because Achilles seeks to honor Patroclus by dishonoring Hector. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and that's and it kind of comes back to what I was uh, sorry, and yeah, we kind of come back to this deal and like Achilles is still not satisfied. He, yeah, um, he's still mad. Is he's still sad? Is Millhouse is gone from this mortal coil. So yeah. every night he takes the body of Hector, ties it to his chariot, and drives it around um, Patroclus's funeral pyre. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, again, this is where all the gods are up in Olympus and they're kind of getting mad about it. And Apollo's like, this is fucked up, Zeus. Do something. So number mm-hmm. one, um, Zeus allows Apollo to go back down and restore Hector's body. Yes. To, it looks like he had, which I imagine at this point is like basically a skeleton, like maybe just like, I don't know what, yeah. leg, leg bones, like so, yeah. legs up to the hip. And that's about it. Maybe some rib cage, but like not a whole lot. If he's been racing around it, you know, in his chariot every night, because Achilles can't sleep. He's racked with insomnia. Um, He blacks out every night on the beach. And his mother, Thetis, comes and like feeds him ambrosia so that he doesn't starve to death. Mm-hmm. Um. And finally, Zeus goes, okay, enough is enough. I will um, put it to Achilles that he needs that he needs to ransom Hector's body. Or you, On the one hand, you get Zeus saying, Apollo, go recover the body. But then Zeus sends the messenger, she's like a minor messenger goddess, um, Iris, mm-hmm. to find Priam. And guess what Priam's doing, Josh? He's literally being the shit in his own cut she finds him in a stable smearing himself with animal crap he's depressed he's broken he's in his 80s um and she goes hey go take a bath because you're gonna get your kid's body back Mm -hmm. and um all you need to do is like get this bounty for the body um so priam you know takes a bath gets all the shit out of his hair um, and leads a donkey-drawn cart out of the city, and as he's going, he sees Paris standing in the street. And this whole time, all this ten years, Paris has been pretty useless. Fuck boys to fuck boys. Yep. Um, he looks at him, and he basically says, the wrong kid died. You are nothing. You are a coward. Oh, you are a yeah. master of dancing. <laughs> Which is, woohoo, get him. Yeah. Get him, Priam. Get him. <laughs> Um, and in a very cute moment there, the god Hermes disguises himself as a pert young Trojan boy, and mm-hmm. he leads Priam across the plain. And I really like that in the whole way, like, he's kind of talking to him, pepping him up, and he gives him, like, hey, but, you know, I, 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 I have heard that um, Hector's body looks great, and I've also heard that Achilles is ready to, you know, he's, he's not going to give you any trouble. And so... 
Priam, well, the eighty-year. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it and it also makes sense for for Hermes to do that because not only right. is he the messenger god, but but he is also uh, the psychopomp. He is he is the god in charge of leading the souls of the deceased down into the underworld. So it's totally appropriate for Hermes to take on on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, to 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 take on this this role. Um, to to put on this disguise as a young boy who's, who's going to help this journey, um, both mm-hmm. to get to the Greek camps and to eventually uh, lead Hector to the underworld. So yeah, beautiful. This be- this this poem is beautiful. Man, we should yeah. keep this for like another three thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> I like this little scene. It's just this this mm-hmm. is a weird third act. This is like yeah. It's just such a different tonal shift. Um, so yes. Priam gets to Achilles' tent, and um, in a in a moment of 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 panic, or I don't know what you call that, desperation, maybe, um, he grabs Achilles' hands and he kisses the hands of his son's killer, and Achilles like says Achilles' heart grows three sizes that day. And he decides, you know what? I'm not going to kill Priam after all, because Priam says something effective like, "Yeah, well, you know, you're you're kind of a prick too." Um, yeah. <laughs> and it pisses off Achilles, but he decides not to kill him. And then they have dinner, and it's really awkward. And then Priam gets sleepy because he's 80 years old. Yeah. And so Achilles makes him up a bed, tucks him in, kisses him on the head. He doesn't kiss him on the head. Maybe he kisses him on the head. Some translation. Yeah, I'm sure he gets mm-hmm. a kiss on the head, reads him goodnight, Luna. Um, and as he's falling asleep, you know, Priam asks for a glass of water, and, and then he asks for him to leave the night torch on, and then he goes, hey, one more thing. Can we have eleven days of truce so I can bury my son? And Achilles, speaking for all the Greeks, goes, "Yeah, dog, that's cool. We can we can totally do that for you because now Achilles is a better man. His heart has grown three sizes. Uh, midway, th- and there's peace throughout. You know, all the battlefield of Troy. Um, the the city sleeps well. The Greeks sleep well. The gods on Olympus sleep well. But there's one god not sleeping well, and it's Hermes. He's worried about Priam. He, you know, what if?" You know, somebody should come to Achilles' tent looking for advice, and they see the 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 king of the enemy sleeping there. Or you know, what if he were to die because he's eighty years old and made of you know Fabergé egg? That yeah. wouldn't look good either. <laughs> and so, in the middle of the night, um, Hermes goes back down, wakes Priam up, and they sneak into the city. Yep. Um, they bring back Hector's body. Uh, there's another super sad scene with Andromache where, again, she yells at him and yells at Hector's body and goes, you made me a widow, you orphaned your son. What the fuck am I going to do now? Achilles yeah. killed all my family. They have the funeral rites, and thus they buried Hector, the Tamer of Horses, Josh. The end of the Trojan War. Yay! Wait, wait. What? Everything what? was fine. Wait, that's that it. was... Wait, that... Well... That's the end of the Iliad, Mark, but what? No, that's it. That's the end of the war. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. Um, Achilles learned a lesson about, you know, counting to ten before you lose your temper. Uh, Menelaus (laughs) decided he would give up on his chronic bitch dependency. Paris continued (laughs) to be a fuckboy until he died in a drunk driving accident. (laughs) Because, yes, listeners, as odd as that may sound, that is how the Iliad ends. Uh, thus they buried Hector, the the tamer of horses, and so many people say, well, "Well, wait, I thought there was another like kind of important horse in this like Trojan War thing." <laughs> you know, what about that? 
What about the like like Achilles is still alive? Doesn't he die? Like he hasn't been shot in his Achilles heel yet. Uh what? But and yes, and I think that is one of I think that's one of the great tragedies of maybe a lack of reading and understanding of this poem. Like like people just automatically think, oh, Iliad, yeah, that must be, you know, yes, all the stuff about Achilles killing Hector and but then he gets shot with a bow and then the Trojan horse and then the end of the war. No, this is, and I mentioned this too, talking about the, 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 the cycle of epic poems. That this is just like, I don't know, uh, Avengers Civil War. <laughs> like, that, like this is like, there's still, they weren't, we're not even at Endgame yet. We're not even at Infinity War yet. Um, <laughs> Achilles but, but yet, will return in part yeah, three. Exactly. Achilles yes. will return in um, Iliopersis, or is he dead by that point? He might be dead by that point. Uh, but uh, but yes. So with us having finished the Iliad, uh, Mark, your your immediate reaction, your thoughts. It's it. There's a reason why. I know this may seem sort of like a like my 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 rationale is backwards here. Like, I think there's a, there's a reason why this poem has survived for so long is because it's awesome. And, and it does, it shows, it shows this character development, this character growth. We see how destructive and how horrible Achilles is when he, when he holds on to that anger and that resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, and just the horrible, terrible things that he does, and yet it's still not too late. Like he could have ended the war right there. Like right. okay, like yeah, when 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 old dusty King Priam shows up, Achilles could have just said like, "Well, this is easy, slit, and like you're dead." Um, or like ransom Priam to be like, "All right, I have I have Priam. Give us Helen. Let us take half of your shit, and then we'll go home." Um, uh huh. But then he does, he has that moment where he's like, where he's thinking maybe of his own father, maybe the gods are kind of helping him also kind of realized just how, just how fucked up he was in the last like four books. Um, but it is, it's not, it's, it's, it is, man. It's, I'm, I'm going to start crying here. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's. It's also sad. It's also fucking tragic. It's also beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. There's all the parallels. It's this is an amazing story. Just and I know, I know we're doing the Trojan War. We're not just doing the Iliad, and that's why we took an entire episode to do the the Iliad in its entirety. But like more or less. But like yeah, more or less. You know, I there's so much by it that I'm struck by. You know, and it's yeah. You know what amazes me too, and I'm just maybe I'm taking the wrong thing here, but quite frankly, Athena fucks Zeus into a coma. That is a plot er, point in a Hera. epic poem. Thank you. What did I say? Whatever. Yes, Hera. <laughs> I said Athena. I apologize. Yeah. I this ain't no, this no, ain't that's definitely hub. not something she should do. But yes, Pornhub. she also does that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Step Zeus? Um, <laughs> she fucks him into a coma. Just that as a plot point, and like, <laughs> you know, I. Uh, 
I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm taken back to like when I taught Romeo and Juliet to those high school kids, and you watched me yeah, do exactly. it five, five mm-hmm. times in a row. And I go, kids, this is the dirtiest goddamn thing you're ever gonna read. And they go, no, it isn't. Like, let's play a game. And yeah. we sat there and just pointed them out. And all those kids, I guarantee you, that one, those five classes of freshmen paid more mm-hmm. attention to Romeo and Juliet than any other one had before or would again yeah. because of the dirty. And this is in the dirty. And it's just, yeah, it's it amazing. It All me... of this is so amazing. And like, it is tragic and it is heartbreaking and it is upsetting. And I still want to go beat Agamemnon to death with a brick. Yeah, like... right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the fact that, that, that this poem can elicit, all those range of emotions and and the intensity of all of those emotions just with us we're 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 disgusted at Agamemnon like Achilles is we are all about the uh, Ajax and Hector bromance um, uh-huh. we're laughing in that fuckered oily in Ajax's face when he literally eats shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, I tripped yeah we, yeah we're we are we're just devastated uh, seeing Priam and Hecuba and Andromache's reactions uh, to, to Hector's death. The, the fact that it can still do all of those things for us. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just amazing. And I appreciate that you brought up Romeo and Juliet because that's also, when I would teach that class, I would tell my students, you think you know the story. You think you know the story of Romeo and Juliet because... You know, it gets all these adaptations and it's kind of in the cultural sort of, yeah, the, the, the sort of like cultural atmosphere kind of floating around. But you don't really know. You don't really know until you sit down and read it and understand it. And yeah, uh, and, 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 and I wish that we could do that again um, with the ill. You know, yeah, and, I didn't know. I learned so I have learned so much over these couple of weeks, like. Like I said, I read more for this podcast, and yeah. I did most of the time I was in college. Like, yeah, fuck. and and I, I was even joking last last week, um, right before we recorded uh, tonight. I was like, "Look, man, do we even get into Troy two thousand four? Do we save that for later?" And you're and you're me like, "No, man, let's let, let let's save that for later." Our our um, sort of podcast father. Uh, Tom Holland of the rest is history. He absolutely hates the movie Troy. Uh, first and foremost, because it takes the gods out. And I would love to see, I would love to see an adaptation of the Iliad that includes it. Like, yes, let's have that, that X-rated scene where Hera just fucks Zeus's brains out. Uh, Let's let let us do that. Let's see Aphrodite get stabbed in the wrist and then go back crying to her immortal handmaids uh, <laughs> on, on Olympus. Let's see Ares get his guts stabbed out. I want to see that. It gets, because the God of War gets stabbed. Like I just, I'm God sorry. Of War okay. gets stabbed in the stomach. Okay. <laughs> Let's see Apollo <laughs> shooting his plague arrows. He, you know, like I think I think it and beyond a movie, maybe a couple of movies. Maybe a television miniseries. Let's 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 take the time to really invest and to dig into these twenty-four books. Um, let's see the funeral games. You know the the whole thing. Excuse me, the the the, the whole thing. And and yeah. and and I know you know I've seen some really spicy takes about like oh here's 
Emily Wilson's Iliad, you know, how is she going to screw it up this time? I don't, I don't think that's it either. I think, I think like, like I said before, I think it's valuable to read all these different translations because these, these translators, they bring out different parts or they, 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 they try to emphasize things um, that, that others don't. And so, and so, yes, yes, more, more, please, more Iliad, please, more Odyssey, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, more mm. will come, but yes. it will come next week, Josh. But it will come next week, um, yeah, true. For right now, sing, oh, Josh, of your socials. <laughs> and where yes, the good absolutely. people can find us. Absolutely, yes. This is, uh, if you want to find... Uh, if you want to follow up with more of the Two Wizards podcast, the tamers of uh, cryptids, I guess, cryptids and Greek stuff and uh, weird sciencey things, well, here's 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 the muse to listen to. Here is the muse to pray to. You can you can uh, get a hold of us uh, at uh, Two Wizards Pod C One on Twitter. You can send an email. Uh, to two wizards podcast at gmail.com. We're active on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, and yes, we're, we're going to be doing all of the memes, all of all the promotion uh, for, for this Trojan War uh, mini series that, that we're on. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. And uh, Mark, we also have uh, our, our other uh, host of podcasts under High Hammock Studios. We have the Dingle Podcast. And we have I can't wait to show my kids. Why, why don't you kind of jump in? Why don't you take your Aristea and uh, <laughs> kill twenty-seven people and talk about these two other podcasts? <laughs> and then Mark, aided by the goddess Minerva, climbed the hill and, with the sun lighting his back, screamed, "Find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. Find me at the Dangle Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill. Find me at I can't wait to show my kids a weekly cinematic review podcast where me and my buddy Brad fill in gaps in our cinematic knowledge. Find me at all these places and sing, oh podcasters of glory of the High Hammock Radio and all of her wonders. Look upon our podcast, you mighty, and like and subscribe." Yes, excellent, excellent. Yes. Uh, and, and yes, Mar- Mark, you, you, as you said, while we are finished with the Iliad, we are still not done talking about the Trojan War because we do. We do have to talk about all of those things. We have to talk about the death of Achilles. We have to talk about the Trojan horse. Uh, and we'll even spend some time talking about the aftermath. Like, okay, um, how do we get back home? Spoiler alert, not many of you do. Um, and we'll even talk about... Was Troy uh, an actual city? Was there such a thing as a Trojan War? Uh, did Hera uh, fuck Zeus's brains out within the hollow moon? Uh, to answer those questions and many more, check out for our third uh, and final episode, at least for now. Who knows? Maybe we'll come back later. Uh, but part three is coming out next week. Uh, so uh, look for that, too. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, Always pleasure, always great to have you with us. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Um, We love you all, everyone. Take care. Good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!